Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. This is the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's your host, Jack Jones. We're on to week three NFL and week four college football. We went three and three for a second straight week on our free picks last week. Uh, Brandon went two and one. I was one and two. We're now six and eight on the season on these free picks. Uh, Brandon is shouldering the load definitely with his four and three record. I'm just two and five. Uh, I got to get this thing turned around, Brandon. But uh, thanks for holding up your end of the bargain thus far. Yeah, I'm confident that you will flip the script here. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where the West Virginia offense came from. I mean, that was the baddest plays I've had in a while, but you'll have those in college football, especially early in the year. So NFL's still really good, and uh, I'm excited about this week's plays. Yeah, that West Virginia score was crazy, scoring 44, as similar to like that and the Kansas score last week were two of the most crazy scores you'll ever see. Yeah, I can't um, wait to watch that matchup this week. <laughs> it was nice to get my Kansas State to win outright, but I got killed on the Bengals, wasn't even close against the 49ers, and uh, my teaser on the Saints and Falcons. Falcons cover, but Drew Brees going down didn't help that one at all. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> uh, but the premium picks have been pretty good in football, 20-13 and 13 on the season, but I've given the listeners a few losers. Uh, I'm going to try to ch- turn that around. We're still 159, 96-9, last 48 football podcast over the last four seasons uh minus 110 juice if you bet them all uh you'd be up over fifty three thousand, uh betting a thousand dollars per game uh this week we have two college football and four nfl free picks for saturday and sunday uh we'll start with our college football free picks brandon what's yours yeah i'm gonna go to one of the biggest games on the board this saturday i'm gonna take texas a&m minus three and a half at home uh against the auburn tigers I just think the price is right here to back the Aggies at Kyle Field. Uh, definitely one of the toughest places to play. They don't, you know, have a sign hanging in the rafters, home of the 12th man for nothing. They they really get up for games like this. And, uh, you know, this is a Texas A&M team. They come in number 17, Auburn number 8, um, you know, According to the rankings, the Tigers are supposed to be the better team. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I just think people were a little higher on Auburn coming into the year, so they were up there a little more. And they have that big win over Oregon, um, which they, you know, they were kind of lucky to have. But uh, if, if not for the schedule, I think more people would have been on Texas A&M. Um, and, and then when you look at Florida State and how much they have struggled after Jimbo Fisher left, it just has to make you like – uh, Texas A&M that much more in, in the direction that they're going to go as long as he's their head coach. I definitely give them an edge in the coaching department with Fisher over Gus Malzahn. Um, you know, and then last year, these two teams played uh, Auburn won 28 to 24 as a three and a half point favorite. Uh, that's a game Texas A&M has not forgot about. They led 24 to 14 midway through the fourth quarter of that game. Um I actually like that. I think it adds a little extra incentive for this game with the revenge. Um, The other big thing for me here is I'm not a Bo Nix believer. Uh, The media has fallen in love with this kid. Um, But outside of one really good throw against Oregon uh, to seal that win, he really hasn't been very good. He was only 13 of 31, 42% for 177 yards with two picks against the Ducks. Uh, he only threw for 207 yards, 51.4%, 19-37 against Tulane, and had just 161 yards against Kent State. Uh, the, that's, 
you know, I think going to pl- play a big part into this matchup. This will be his first true road game in a really hostile environment. And it's against a Texas A&M defense that is really good against the run. They're giving up 83.7 yards per game. We know that's not a fluke. They held Clemson to 121 yards on 33 attempts, 3.7 yards per carry. I think Auburn is going to live in third and long in this game. I think Knicks is going to make several costly turnovers. That's going to allow us the separation needed to get an easy cover here. Uh, Give me Texas A&M to easily win here by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm on board on this one. I like the fact that Texas A&M has been tested already with that tough road loss at Clemson. They were only outgained by 100 yards, uh, covered their 16.5-point spread there. Then they took care of business in their two home games against Texas State and Lamar covering both. Uh, and now the, the Aggies definitely won't want revenge on that 24-28 loss that last year. I mean, they outgained, they outgained Auburn by 145 yards. Just a disgusting fourth quarter. I agree that's going to play uh, a big factor uh, in their mental state coming into this one. I, I do love Kyle Field. I mean, 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven home games here. And I definitely think they have a huge quarterback advantage with Mond over, over Bo Nix. I mean, Nix only completing 52.4%. Mond uh, up at 65%, and he's uh, already accounted for seven touchdowns. Uh, so I'm going to side with you in the 12th man here at Texas A&M Saturday. I like it. I don't even think we've seen the best from Mond so far uh, in 2019. I think I think he's uh, due for a big game here, and he's and he, they're going to need it because Auburn has a really good front, front seven, so he's going to have to play big, and I, I trust him throwing the ball a heck of a lot more than next. Yeah, definitely. That's the strength of the Auburn team is their front, their defensive front. But I, I like his mobility. That's huge against a defensive front like that. Right. Uh, I'm going to stay uh, in the SEC, and I'm going to take uh, Ole Miss minus two at home against California, SEC versus Pac-12 here. Uh, California just got ranked after a surprising 3-0 and start to the season. Uh, definitely feeling good about themselves right now, but I think this is their toughest test here. Uh, Cal now has to go out east for a 12 o'clock eastern start time to face Ole Miss. That means this is going to be a 9 a.m. body clock ga- game here for uh for a cow coming from the West Coast, they're just not used to playing games this early while Ole Miss is. Uh, it's an Ole Miss team that I expect to get better in a hurry as the season goes on. Uh, they brought in two new coordinators in Rich Rodriguez and Mike McIntyre. Both are, both are former head coaches in the Pac-12 who are familiar with California schemes. Uh, that would be a nice advantage for the Rebels as they prepare for the Golden Bears here. And I think Ole Miss players should uh, now be accustomed to the new schemes that Rich Rod and McIntyre have installed after three games in them. I've uh, been very impressed with the improvement of their defense under McIntyre. They only give up uh, 20, 20.3 points and five, five yards per play. Uh, this season they're holding opponents at 12 points per game and 63 yards per game below their season averages it's only a matter of time before the talented offense takes off under rich rod Uh, cal has had a problem scoring uh, the last two years offensively doesn't look to really be improved this year either they're only averaging 23.3 points per game 351 yards per game 5.1 yards per play uh, I think Cal will suffer its uh, first loss of the season on the road against an up-and-coming SEC opponent here in an early start time Saturday. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Uh, in fa- this is actually the third straight year Cal started out 3-0 and under Justin Wilcox. Um, you know, big difference this year is they got that big win at Washington as, you know, 13-point dog. Um, typically, this is a spot where I would be on Old Miss, given that they are an unranked team laying points against a ranked team. I played Maryland in this spot against Syracuse on the podcast earlier in the year. However, I, I don't know. This is a it's a really tough one for me because typically the public is on the ranked team 
that's not the case here. They're on old Miss. Um, with that said, I, I don't know how I can trust Cal's offense um, in a, in a pick game, basically, with how bad they've been. Um, the defense is really good. I mean, there is no denying that. And then I got, I mean, we saw Ole Miss only get 173 yards and 13 first downs against Memphis, a game they were outgamed by almost 200 yards in. Um, I, I think the game means more to Cal just because, you know, they've been 3-0 and now three straight years. They haven't got to 4-0. Um, you know, Ole Miss can say that they're going to be up for this game, but they got Alabama on deck in Tuscaloosa next week. And, you know, that's everyone in the SEC looks to play Alabama. They they know when that game is on the schedule. Uh, we saw uh, two years ago when these teams played at Cal, uh, Golden Bears were a seven-point dog, and they won outright, and Ole Miss had Alabama on deck in that one as well. I, I personally would probably lean Cal, but I, I definitely I just don't trust the offense enough for me to play either side here, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as far as the being looking ahead to Alabama, I mean, I, that usually be a factor. But I know that Ole Miss missed a bowl game last year by one game, so I don't, I don't think they can afford to take games off, especially this one. Uh, but you do make a good point there. If they were going to uh, look ahead with Alabama on deck, I, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I just don't think it will be with this staff. Too many. It's a great. It's one of the best staffs in the in the. It's definitely good. Football, yeah. So. They should have their guys focused. That's what I'm banking on, and banking, right. banking on Cal not being ready for that early start time. So I, I really wanted to take the under here, but it has dropped uh, too much. Has it dropped a ton? It, it was like yeah. 45 down to like 41. It's still probably going to go under because I, I don't think either team scores 20. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's a tough one. Yeah, 41. Yeah, it's that. That's definitely down. That's low for low college. Now. 45, yeah. I can see for sure. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Uh, you had a nice winner on the Jaguars last week. Pretty easy. Uh, give us another one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've either – well, this week I'm going to go back to the team I played in week one. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the betting public has fallen in love with Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of hype on him right now. Um, and there was a ton of people on him last on the Ravens last week as a double digit favorite against the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, I really I like Arizona quite a bit in that one. So that was not a surprising result to me. Um, I think the line here is begging for the public to take Baltimore, um, you know, at close to a touchdown. Um, I definitely, if you're going to bet Kansas city, get it in now, it's only a few places offering the six and a half. So seven, um, it's not as much value. I still like it, but I get the love for Lamar Jackson, guys. Um, he's putting up crazy numbers, um, but I'm not on board with him being this, you know, future elite quarterback Hall of Fame guy, I guess. Um, I, I just don't trust these running quarterbacks long term in the NFL. Uh, he's still going to be really good for the time being. But, um, you know, after that huge stat line in week one where he threw for 324 yards and five touchdowns, um, he didn't have nearly the same big game, uh, against, uh, Arizona and, you know, that performance against the Dolphins looks a lot worse after, you know, what we've seen out of Miami now in two games. Um, I, you know, it, it's taken a while, but I, I believe Miami has officially, uh, brought tanking to the NFL. They are not trying to win at all this year. Um, you know, he did. He threw for 272 yards and two scores against Arizona. Not bad, 
But at the same time, Matthew Stafford in week one had 385 yards and three scores against the Cardinals. Um, and, and then the fact that they were only able to score 23 points with him throwing for almost 275 yards and rushing for 120, that's concerning to me. Um, these two teams played late last year. Uh, Kansas City pulled out a win in overtime. Jackson was okay in that game. He only threw for 147 yards. Uh, he did have 67 yards on 14 rushing attempts. Uh, nothing to wow you. And that was against uh, a Chiefs defense um, that I don't even think compares really uh, to the to the talent that they've got on that side of the ball this year. Um, the, the, the 2019 Chiefs defense is not elite by any means. Um, but they, they do come into week three ranked ninth in scoring and 15th in total defense. I get they played a couple bad offenses in the Jags and Raiders, but if you just look at what this, how bad they were on the road last year, it's it's definitely a positive sign for Kansas City. Um, and then I, I not to I'm not breaking any news or whatever, but I, I think there's a really good chance here that they're going to land um, Jalen Ramsey in a trade with Jacksonville here in the next day or two. So uh, the defense could only get better. I doubt he plays on Sunday, but that's just a little tidbit there. Um, the biggest thing for me in that defense is the fact that this game is at home. It's the home opener. Uh, the atmosphere at Arrowhead is going to be electric with how excited the fans are about this year's team. Um, I, I think the Ravens uh, offense are going to have a really tough time uh, keeping up with Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs offense in this one. Um, if you haven't watched the highlight reel from Mahomes, 278 yards and four touchdown second quarter against the Raiders last week, you need to do so. Uh, to me, that's about as equivalent as Clay Thompson scoring 37 and a quarter. Uh, that's how special Mahomes was in that brief period of time. Um, you know, I'm not whatever Baltimore did in Week One against the Ravens. You can basically throw that out the window. I think anybody looking at any stats the rest of the way, they need, they need like stats for the team. Um, for you know the other uh, 31 teams, and, and if they play Ravens or the uh, Dolphins, that just needs to be thrown out because that's going to skew a lot of numbers with how bad they are. Um, the big thing for me, I, the Baltimore's defense played okay against the Chiefs last year. The Chiefs really let a lot of plays go. I mean, I think they only had one or two punts in the game, and I, I think a couple of them came in Baltimore territory. They missed some field goals. Uh, Ravens defense. Added Earl Thomas, but they lost Terrell Suggs. They lost C.J. Mosley. They lost Eric Weddle. They lost to Darius Smith. They're already down starting corner Jimmy Smith and backup corner Tavion Young. Um, we saw uh, Kyler Murray torch uh, that Ravens secondary last week for 349 yards. That's not a good sign for this team uh, going up against Mahomes. Um, one thing we've seen with Mahomes and Andy Reid once they get a chance to like understand what the other team is doing, they're really good at making adjustments. I think having faced Don Martindale's defense last year is going to work in their favor. Um, Chiefs are eight and four against the spread as a favorite of three to ten with Mahomes at quarterback. Uh, they're five and one against the spread with Mahomes when playing against with a, a team with the similar winning percentage. So he delivers in big games. Uh, Kansas City is also thirty-one and 66 percent under Andy Reid in the first half of the season. And he did a lot of that with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith was good, but he ain't Mahomes. So I think the Chiefs win, and they win here big. All right, man. I think the uh, spread is about right on this one, honestly. Uh, but if I had to play one, one thing that stood out to me was the total just being too high. Uh, so I'd lean with the other under 55 in this game if I had to pick something. 
Uh, teams just met last December with 51 combined points being the result. Very familiar with one another now that they get to play early in the season. Both defenses have looked pretty sharp in the early going. Ravens giving up 13.5 points per game. Chiefs only allowing 18 points a game. Uh, unders went 13-3 and in the NFL last week. Uh, the extra holding penalties being called on the offenses are clearly favoring lower-scoring games thus far. The under is 50-23-1, and and Chiefs lost 74 home games, too. Uh, plus, there's a 60% chance of rain Sunday with the forecast calling for scattered thunderstorms. So if I'm picking something in this game, I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to root you in here on the Chiefs. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the unders uh, a very been a very strong play with Mahomes when the Chiefs are home favorites. Yeah, and I'm not sure on the number, but I think a big part of that good. too is their defense just plays so the much defense, better. Defense, it's, it's unc- if you look if you go back and look at last year, like as bad as that defense was, they were really good in most of the first halves in all their home games. They they ended up giving up some points in the second half, but at that point they were up 20 plus points. So yeah. I, they were they've been really good and that place is going to be it's going to be loud on Sunday. Right. Even if it rains. So let's go Chiefs, let's go under. Um I'm going to take the Chargers minus 3 at home against the Texans. Uh, the Chargers should be 2-0, but they blew a game in Detroit last week. They outgained the Lions by 85 yards, fumbled at the one-yard line going in for a score. I think the fact that they lost that game has them a little undervalued this week. Now we're getting the Chargers' only three-point home favorites over the Houston Texans. Chargers hitting on all cylinders offensively in the early going, averaging 430 yards per game, 7.4 yards per play uh, on offense. They should have their way with a Houston defense that is allowing 396 yards per game, 6.7 yards per play. Um, the Texans are only averaging 339 yards per game, six yards per play on offense. So the Chargers are actually outgaining teams by 1.3 yards per play, um, while the Texans are getting outgained by 0.7 yards per play. I think yards per play is definitely one of the most important stats in the NFL. The top five teams in, in yards per play differential this year are 9-1 and one thus far in 2019. Uh, the Texans have great skill position players, but that's about it. Uh, they have a bad defense, bad offensive line. Deshaun Watson already been sacked 10 times this season in two games after taking the most sacks in the NFL last year. The Chargers have one of the best pass rushing duos in the NFL with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Chargers own the AFC South division, going 30-5 and against the spread their last 35 games against them. That includes uh, 6-0 and against the spread their last six meetings with the Texans. Uh, the Chargers are 5-0 and against the spread their last five games after failing to cover the spread in their previous game, too, here. So I think uh, we're getting the Chargers pretty cheap at home. Yeah, I hate disagreeing here, but I would uh, lean. I, I would take the 3.5 if you can get it with Houston in this one. Um, and I, I gave out Jacksonville last week against the Texans on this very podcast, on this podcast, you know, and it wasn't because I'm big on Jacksonville this year. It's the fact that Houston was coming off that devastating loss in week one to the saints on a short week of rest. Uh, the other thing I, I thought the Jaguars defense wasn't getting near enough respect after how bad they looked against Mahomes and that Kansas city offense. Um, you know, Watson isn't on Mahomes' level uh, and that Jacksonville defense really came to play last week. Um, we, one of the big things is Deandre Hopkins was basically shut down by Jalen Ramsey. He had five catches for 40 yards. I think we see him have a big game here. Uh, Lions top receiver, Kenny Galladay had eight for 117 last week. Um, uh, the Chargers secondary has not impressed me. And, uh, the first week they let Jacoby Brissett complete 78% of his passes. Um, and then, Week two, Stafford completed 73% against them. Um, Chargers have given up five sacks. So while 
uh, Watson might be getting hit a lot. I, I think JJ Watt could take advantage of that uh, LA offensive line and uh, sack him quite a bit as well in this one. Um, I, I just don't think this Chargers offense has the same feel to it without Melvin Gordon in the backfield. And then there's not that safety valve at tight end without Gates and Hunter Henry hurt. Um, and, and Henry's just one of several guys that they've already lost. They got left tackle Russell Kung out. Uh, All pro safety Derwin James is out. They just lost another safety in Adrian Phillips. Um, another thing here with the Chargers, uh, they, they have not uh, had very much luck offensively in the second half of their first two games. They only scored seven points in the second half against the Colts. They were shut out in the second half against the Lions. And last thing, uh, Deshaun Watson has been a moneymaker as a dog. Uh, Texans are 7-2 and two against the spread when they're getting points with him at quarterback, uh, including a 6-1 and one mark on the road. So uh, I, I, I would take the points in this one, but, um, you know, hopefully I'm wrong and you're right. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we were due for a, a decent disagreement there. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I just love these uh, yards per play stats and stuff. Uh, I, it just shows me that they're moving the ball fine. They're just kind of not – they're not uh, – capitalizing as much as they should uh definitely with uh four turnovers so far too is has done them in um but but i'm hoping they get it right against the texans this week uh, I, li- I like them bouncing back from the loss here so um let's give the listeners a couple nfl teaser winners for sunday brandon what's your favorite teaser this week yeah uh, i'm gonna do a two team six pointer here i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna double down here easy one chiefs minus six and a half down to minus a half uh go from needing to win to buy a touchdown to just win the game uh, the other one is a similar tease with the Bills, uh, minus six um, at home against the Bengals. Um, I, I think both of these teams actually cover, so pretty easy teaser for me. Yeah, you're all in on the Chiefs this week. I hope they come through for us, and I, I like that one. Um, I'm going to take a six-point teaser on the Falcons, plus eight, and Browns, plus nine. Crossing through some key numbers here, three and seven, with the Falcons getting them from plus two to plus eight at the Colts. Also taking the Browns from plus three up to plus nine at home against against the Rams. Two teams, I think, uh, have a good chance to win outright this week, but definitely stay within a touchdown. Yeah, I like both of those as well. All right, uh, that'll do it for this week. Sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Hit me up on Twitter at betfirmsjack. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, please leave a review if you like the show. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week with six more free picks for Week uh, 4 NFL and Week 5 College Football. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.